you do if blood came out of my computer? Like, I feel like maybe you have. No, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you don't think about these things. I don't, and I don't really feel worried about that. Scenario. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a concern of yours. No, no. Well, I, I, I deal with it. You I know. Guess I need to go to therapy. <laughs> Everyone should. Everyone should. Yes. Yeah. So go now. You're a proponent of therapy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. that where you I can get a therapist on call via text. You can just like text mm-hmm. them when you're like feeling. You need to. Feeling blue? Go ahead and text your therapist. Right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah? Well, you fe- seem scared. Mixed feelings about that seems one. Seems like you're judging a little bit on no, that I one. No, I have mixed feelings about it because I think that, I think that's not for everyone. I think you also need to learn how to be self-sufficient and like be able to, mm-hmm. to, you know, like to feel your emotions. But if you're in trouble and you, you're needing, you know, help around the bend because you're making new habits or whatever, then you uh-huh. need more support. But, not for everyone should be like well i gotta talk to my therapist right now i feel hungry and i don't want it you like you don't need that why does everyone sound like a smoker <laughs> well I need, to talk, I need to talk to my therapist you know that's how people are when they talk to their therapist listen <laughs> therapist i gotta tell you something yeah. we need to talk it's a great way to get started I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, it's yeah. You, it's pertinent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so welcome to episode forty. Yay! Side Kickback Radio. I'm sitting here with uh with. Do you go by Jess, Jesse, or Jessica, or? What's... I actually go by all three of those. I've got different people in different parts of the world that call me each one of those things. Okay. Well, we can go with Jessica. <laughs> okay. So I'm here with Jessica. I'm happy to be here. You can call okay, me. No, 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 Andrew. You can call me Jess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I got that settled. Yes, that's settled. Yeah. I probably should have asked you about that before we started. So, uh, let us... <laughs> I always love to begin at the beginning. This is a good place to begin. <laughs> uh, where are you from originally? Oh, from the womb, you mean? Like, when no. was I birthed? Well, well yeah. Well... <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I was born and raised we'll be... in St. Petersburg, Florida. There we go. Okay, so you're a Floridian. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Of the swamp people. Of the swamp people? <laughs> Not exactly the swamp people, but some of them are pretty plucky, so yeah. <laughs> cool. And how long were you in St. Petersburg? I was 18 until I went to college. Cool. So uh, you went to high school where? In Seminole. Went to Seminole High School. It's Chicago. Oh, Seminole High School. Yeah. Cool. And what was your experience like? In high school? In high school, yeah. Oh. You're, you're serious about talking from the beginning. Yeah. Well, because I like to track kind of where you've come well, then from. Well, let, then you know? let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go way back. <laughs> okay. Because I've been acting since I was eight. Okay. So just way before high school. Even before high school. Oh, okay. yeah. Like so I, you started acting when you were eight. I did. And mm. I was doing regional theater and yeah. movies and commercials and I did the whole thing. Okay. Uh, because, I, because I wanted to. I yeah. Was like, I was like, this, this is what I want. Were you like, I'm going to be a star and you put on like uh, no. pageants in your backyard and stuff? Uh, definitely plays. We yeah. definitely made plays. Um, you say that like you did like, like, uh. Cool for Love by Sam Shepard as well, an Well, we took it very seriously. Yeah. Sometimes we made dance shows. Sometimes we made magic shows. Sometimes puppet shows. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, me and my friends, we would practice all day uh-huh. and then sit our parents down for a nice three-hour show. And they would all drink. 
<laughs> we didn't know that was what it was until like we got a little older. We we're like, wait a second, aren't you? Weren't you guys enthralled? They're like, they were three hour puppet shows, guys. Uh, <laughs> once I did uh, with my, and you were like, why did you get so thirsty? You guys were always had a drink. They're like, it's intermission, right? It's intermission. <laughs> Sometimes you'd have to have two intermissions because the crowd would get you know a little. Yeah. Riotous. <laughs> but yeah, so, so like we'd make up plays and shows and dress up and do stuff and that's that was kind of always in fun and then I did a play, I did Little Shop of Horrors at our children's theater mm-hmm. and uh, at a first summer camp and I came home and the story is like oh, I said to my mother, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I was yeah. a little, I was kind of a kind of a weird kid and that like I was serious about what it what it is I wanted to do and kind Mm -hmm. of like about like life perspective things about like longevity and saving. (laughs) I don't have that feeling anymore, but (laughs) when I was a kid, I did. And and so when I was like, this is it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) Oh, you decide. Mm -hmm. Like when I chose like my paint colors for my walls, I'm like, "Mm, uh, mm, uh, this lilac. Like, (laughs) all right. So you're a very, very serious eight year old. Contemplative. Yeah, Yeah, I was. Yeah. And so that's the kind of, that's why like I'd go and do a regional show, you know, an hour away and sit with my homework and sit and like understudy a uh-huh. role of some, you know, uh-huh. some show and, and that's what I wanted to do. And so in that experience when, so what, with the other kids, were you like, did you feel like you were kind of separate in that regard? Like, cause I'm sure oh, other yeah, kids were just like, this is fun. Yeah. I wasn't quite in that. I didn't really have that feeling. I felt kind of serious about the work. I always felt serious about the story and yeah. honoring it and it was really it was really it was a real <laughs> serious thing for me and I was usually the youngest mm-hmm. so I was usually alone and kind of hanging out with myself but you know I made friends sure yeah. but like I was a lot younger than like the 12 or 13 year olds who like were doing their thing or yeah or the 20 year olds the 40 year olds so, like yes yeah. so these were productions like of all, all ages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. did you like befriend the adults like you were like having serious conversations with the adults. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. They're very interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by the time I got into high school, I heard, I mean, I was, I knew I wanted to be an actor. I was in theater. I did theater all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, I picked the school in high school because it had the strongest theater program. I picked it for the teacher that was there. As like a 12, 13-year-old, you were like researching the strongest theater programs in mm-hmm. St. Petersburg? Yeah. <laughs> and so I went with Nancy Topper, who's an amazing teacher. Yeah. Uh, one's a real mentor for me. But I had to audition to get into the class. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, because of the way the auditions and stuff had gone, it wasn't like particularly exclusive. It was quite a big class. Anybody could take it. But if you took it through the whole year, um, it, was, it was a thing. And I was the only freshman in the class. Nice. So everybody had been together for some time. Yeah. That Did was, you get any flack for that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. It was, it was real. It's a real comfortable place to be, but it was my home, <laughs> and you know, people were kind, and they. It, but it was. Yeah. It, it could have been easier, maybe. <laughs> there was like other new, like freshman people in the class that might have been nice. Yeah. But that's just not how it was. <laughs> so, yeah. So so by the time I got to high school, I was already like on a track. I was in my zone. Mm. That was my thing. Yeah. So if you little side question that I love to ask. If, if you go back in time in your mind to mm-hmm. that time. Which time? 
to high school oh, and like gosh. when you were a freshman mm. and you get into say, that. Senior year is like a whole nother thing. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> back, back, back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as a freshman, if you um, you're holding a CD player and you open that CD player, what CD is inside? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> there's only two CDs. I didn't have a lot of CDs. I wasn't like a. I didn't collect a lot of CDs. So I think Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> and Madonna Erotica. <laughs> Such a weird combination. But sure is. That's my life. Yep. That's why I love asking those questions. That was, <laughs> and I love them both. I really enjoy Equally. both. Equally. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... Uh, that feels like it makes sense. <laughs> it, 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 it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, yeah. That you, you senior year was a whole different story, you said. Oh, it was. So well, I mean, you, what, I mean, then I was a senior that? and I wasn't the only freshman in the, in, oh, the, okay. in, the, in the 60 person class. There was like, it was like 60 people, it was like all across the years, and they made mm-hmm. these huge musicals. And uh, so the cast were 60 people sometimes, yeah. That's huge. It's insane. It was insane. It was how, how many total in, at the high school? Uh, we had over 2,000. Okay, so it was a pretty big school, yeah, like 20 something, 100. Something. It was a lot. Yeah. We had like maybe six. I just went to a high school that had 465. Of everyone? Yeah. Well, I went to private schools for uh, elementary through middle school. So I was in like no more than 20 person in a class kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's a small school. And so this is a much bigger school than that. (laughs) (laughs) Much bigger school. Yeah. So senior year, you're now no longer that loner freshman. Nah. And... You've got great friends. Yeah. What was did... your final role? My okay. final what your, role. What was your exit role? A, it was a big one. It, we did Hello Dolly. Hello. And I was Dolly. <laughs> of course. And Actually. because I'm because I'm an old woman. <laughs> and I played a grandpa my senior year. I think. It was really my jam. It was one of those. And so it was awesome. And we had the toppers at the time. Where this team, um, uh, this married couple, Nancy and Tim, and Tim taught at the elementary school, but he was a dance instructor and like did Broadway, and it was an amazing, amazing teacher again. Like mm-hmm. educators are, were really incredible. We could got like twenty guys mm-hmm. to do um, to do this amazing number at the end in, in Hello Dolly, where like the waiters all dance with Dolly, mm-hmm. and they like do all this really fun stuff and we had to we had to find extra guys because there's never enough guys so, like nancy would go out and like miss topper would go out and like, recruit <laughs> dudes from different sports things and different she would just anybody who was like i think i like it she's like get over here <laughs> and uh you're in yeah congratulations <laughs> you're cast you're cast you got a pot kid shop tomorrow <laughs> uh and we got into state which is there are these like kind of big competitions and only mm-hmm. like seven seven productions in the whole state of Florida, which is really big and quite competitive, get chosen. So we got to go to state, which is like with all our peers and perform it on, on the big Tampa Bay Performing Arts Center stage on the biggest stage they had, mm-hmm. which was like, it dwarfed our sets by, <laughs> I mean, the biggest stage is not a mm-hmm. joke. It's a huge house. And so we got to do that a couple times. I think we got to perform it twice for that group and filled it with thousands and thousands of our peers so that was cool that's awesome yeah, yeah. and i got to wear like a pink sequin dress at the end and come downstairs and sing it was legit <laughs> so fun so that was like a cool 
way to move to New York City. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to New York for college? I did, yeah. Where, what school? Fordham. Fordham. Mm-hmm. I have to say it like that so people think I say Florida. <laughs> Fordham. Fordham. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you studied theater there, I'd imagine? I did. Yeah. I studied theater there. Um, it's a BA program, so I studied a bunch of other things, too, mm-hmm. which was cool for me. And uh, I minored in, or I double, I double tracked. I did directing there. So For stage or? Yeah, for stage. And, huh. And did directing and acting. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. They have a lot of, like, cross-pollination of tracks, so you get to write, you get to do, and then work with playwrights as a director, or work with directors yeah. as a playwright. You can kind of do different design elements, but I really took to directing, so I finished the whole track. Yeah. But what did you learn as, so, when you, obviously, when you're in high school, you're, you're performing, and you're, you're just doing the acting, I'd imagine. Like, there's not mm-hmm. too much directing going on in high school. No, not for me, no. And then you get to Fordham, and... You, uh, you start whole, directing, like, what did you discover, kind of? It was like, a whole new world. Yeah. I was like, ah, look at all these ways to tell a story. I mean, yeah. it really, it blew my mind. I still really love it. So, uh, it was great. It was just another way to learn, like, in a, like, exponentially. It mm-hmm. was, like, way, like, deeply comprehensive, but not just, like, with my instrument in the world. It was, like, all these other artists you have to talk to and like make them make things or, like, <laughs> you know, ask them to like, to share their art with you. And I love the collaborative aspect of directing in that way. Like working with actors is so, so awesome mm-hmm. um, to invite someone else's artistry to like make this piece mm-hmm. or to work with the designers. Like I fell in love with light. I'm like really into <laughs> light. I like love lighting designers yeah. desperately and working in that way with different, you know, in space and in time and with music and with, you know, design elements. And mm-hmm. that's super, super exciting. Yeah. So that was cool. And, you know, there is, you just have to learn and learn and learn and get better and learn. There's so much learning that's <laughs> happened. And I really like that challenge, you know. Yeah. How did it change you as an actor? You mentioned your instrument. How did it change your instrument? Well, it does, it does make me, like, hyper aware of my place in the story. You know, as far as, like, how the arc of the entire story mm-hmm. moves. And then where, as an actor, I fit to tell that piece of the story the best. It, because I'm, that's just kind of where my attention is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it helps to, like, sometimes it's not really useful because it makes me want to tell the story. <laughs> but uh, other, other times, it's, it's really... You know, it's great to understand other people's craft and the craft of like where everyone is coming from, mm-hmm. you know, and that can help you in any, just in tiny little pieces. Like if, like on set, it's really useful to know how they're gaffing it and what that means. And if you're, you're going to move and the camera can't move with you, it's good to know that. So you can talk to your DP or your director first before you start to kind of like. Yeah. Well, so now you're talking it. about film terms. At what time did film kind of. Well, film was always part of the equation. I just didn't train in film. Right. But right. Um, so you go to Fordham and you're studying acting and directing for stage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at what point does film kind of start coming into your, um, into your work? I had done, I was doing independent films at the time. I wasn't making them at just, the time. It but just was... sort of happened as an, as an actor. You were just taking jobs as, as an actor in film? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And always had done that, you know, just mm-hmm. not as 
vigorously. Yeah. And so, I don't know, they're very connected. They're different mediums and they require different things, but mm-hmm. the like pursuit of telling the story is the same. Right, right. I think because uh, it seems so, like you're so theater driven up until a certain point. Yeah. Uh, well, so... until I moved to LA, I was particularly <clears throat> theater driven. Yeah. I'm still doing that stuff mostly <laughs> exclusively and directing some too after after yeah. school yeah so how long were you in new york for i was in new york for about 10 years 10 years yeah wow yeah one time yeah yeah so uh and that like the year before i left i spent uh, kind of reacquainting myself with the camera and i started making things uh-huh. and just decided that i wanted to create things uh-huh. instead of just be wandering around as an instrument like hey and so you saw LA as the kind of answer to that um not not actually I mean I have a lot of great collaborators in in New York that I miss dearly but um I wanted a different a lifestyle change and I wanted to not die in poverty (laughs) (laughs) with doing like a 99 seat theater contract and like just the people that I saw who were doing really really well um, were still barely making their rent. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah. When like, that's what I wanted to be doing. Uh-huh. And I was like, and you, and you, you don't like, you don't, you need a job immediately <laughs> after the show closes. Like, that's really sad. Yeah. So I was like, how about, how about not that for the rest of my life? <laughs> <laughs> how well, about not that? And yeah. that's, and you know, I'm in a specific a category of actresses and types and things like that. And um, there's still a lot less roles and mm-hmm. there's a lot less for me to do in theater. Mm-hmm. And so making stuff seems to make a lot more sense. Yeah. So how long ago did you leave New York for LA? A couple of years, almost, almost three now. Almost three. Yeah. Okay. So... It just seems like, because uh, I've only ever known LA, I've never been to New York, but for you to say, like, I want to, you know, pay rent and not die in poverty, it's like, you know, uh, did coming from New York, did people say, oh, LA has got so much, it's so much easier, it's like... No, like, no, I, it's not easier. <laughs> it just seems like an odd change for you to be like, I don't want to be dying in poverty, so I'm going to go to Hollywood, <laughs> where, like, we're all still also having the same kind of mm, But the quality little, of life you know? is, is better, I think, for yeah. me. Um, I think that, like... You get a little bit more space for your money, mm-hmm. and you get a like a quality in your life that, like, just being around more nature and mm-hmm. sun really <laughs> feeds me. It feeds me a lot. Yeah, and uh, I hike once a week, and I go like I hike a mountain once a week, and as I, opposed like, to a skyscraper. Yeah, and that <laughs> I needed that change. Yeah, that's like a that's a real quality driven thing, and and it's not like. Easy yeah. No. Yeah. Here, no. It's but... just interesting because I, I think that's what I was trying to figure out is what about LA kind of drew you because it's not so much the, it's not like people aren't struggling here too. You know what I mean? So, but I'm I'm glad that you. That but you also have the out. opportunity to work here that actually makes you income, or like you yeah. can you can cobble together a ton of like really exciting theater work and still. Mm-hmm. really barely make your rent you're just just your rent yeah i mean i can't explain <laughs> how like economically detrimental it is and then uh-huh. what that does to you psychologically over time is you know it's very difficult and yeah. then you live in a tiny tiny shoebox because that's all you can afford because once your show is done you're gonna not have any money so like yeah it's 
um, it's a very <laughs> lofty pursuit. Yeah. And there, at the time, it just didn't seem like that was feeding me, and um, I wanted a change. Cool. So you did make yeah. that change. So I did. And you came to LA. I did. And what was your kind of first sort of projects that you did? I guess it was three years ago, I guess. Eleonora. Yeah, Eleonora. In fact, <laughs> where we first where, met. Well, we didn't meet. Not really, no. Because you were you were princess and I was just a townsperson. And and we were all <laughs> I didn't talk to the townspeople. No, you didn't. Well, I didn't have a chance to, but also because you weren't wearing nice things. Okay, miss, I'm gonna wear a purple dress and tennis shoes. <laughs> I remember you picking up your dress and scurrying off, and I'm like, she's still wearing her tennis shoes. No one saw. No one saw. <laughs> I did. That's, <laughs> that's the magic of the cinema. <laughs> but yeah, I did Eleonora when I got here. I did a couple of projects, um, interesting yeah. kind of projects that I... Well, so Eleonora, directed by former podcast guest Blair Skinner. Shout out yes. to Blair. Yes! Blair! <laughs> yeah. Um, what's Yeah. Uh, was there any update with, with that? Um, I think that they should be done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should probably ask Blair. Yeah, Blair would know more. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I, I, just, I haven't heard. I anything, think that so. I think that I think that it's done now. All right, they're going doing a festival thing with it. All right, cool. I'm really happy. I I got to see a peek. I, I haven't seen anything of it. I was just a townsperson, remember? Well. <laughs> I saw a sneak peek, and the sneak peek was really exciting. That's good. But I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen that film. I'm excited for that. Okay. Cool. It looked really cool. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I got to play, like, a villain. Yeah. Like a... Like a... The, like a... This, uh, it's like a like? villain. It's an origin story for Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, she doesn't begin as a villain, because that's not how origin stories work. Unless you're, like, the penguin. Didn't the penguin... Wasn't he, like, always really bad? No. Even something bad happened to him, too, right? And I just yeah. I just jumped genres. I'm not a... I'm, yeah, I'm not a whole expert on the penguin, so... Anyway, I'm just saying that usually these stories, it's not like there's a bad seed from the <laughs> no, beginning. Yeah. There's something tragic that happens, because it's very human. You yeah. know? I think that people aren't born that... Way. You get to have an awesome turn of character. Yes. Yeah, a good way to put to it. To a magical... I guess I <laughs> should stop l- talking so people can go see. There's magic. <laughs> it's an origin story for a villain. I play that one. <laughs> so that was... That so was anyway, really that's fun. where we are... Well, because you're um, one of the odd people in my life where our, our paths kept crossing. Yeah. Um. So, and it started there, even though we didn't know it yet, but then you also did the Max Factor Factor, which... Yeah, I ended up doing musicals. I hadn't done musicals in a long time. Oh, so you didn't do musicals in New York? Not you... really. I did oh. not. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm like, we went to LA, and I do two musicals back-to-back. Yeah. That was fun. And it was Max Factor Factor and, the, and Reanimator? Yeah, and then Reanimator. Yeah, which was so, such a trip. I don't know if too many people know about it. Like, cause when I went, it seemed like one of those things that I was like, I didn't know about this. And it seems like so many people love it. Yeah. It has I a mean, real fan base. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's really, how, how would you describe it? It's a music, it's like, it's a, based off <coughs> of the movie of the same name, the horror movie. Okay. The reanimator. So the reanimator, yeah. the film has a real cult following. Yeah. But it's, so, like, it's like a B horror movie musical. From like like and when I say B horror movie, it's like the old like nineteen fifties kind of like. Not, I don't think it's, I don't, not I don't that, think it's old. that old. Hanging movies. Not the movie itself, but like it seems like it's kind of spoofing a little bit, like old school horror movies of like you know what? aliens invading. And, well, ah, if you've seen the, the Reanimator, it like stays really close to the film. Yeah. So it's like 
it's really just telling it's the story of the film. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I the the fans of the show were amazing and <laughs> uh, super, just really invested in this journey and like ready to go on this romp with us. Like, yeah, I guess get uh, blood squirted on them. Yeah, they have <laughs> you great. know the first three rows. You wear tarps or like yeah. um, ponchos so that when because there's blood squirted out <laughs> yeah. a lot actually in the show and. But we have people. We have people who would just dress up all in white. That's uh-huh. it. So they could get blood all over them, and then walk around with blood all over them. That's great. The the yeah, it's super gross. Uh-huh. So that we did that. I did that show last year, and then we went to Vegas with it. We toured to Vegas mm-hmm. for like two weeks, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't really recommend being in Vegas for longer than. <laughs> A few hours. <laughs> but if you got to go, go do your show. Because that's show. fun. So where did you guys uh, have your show in Vegas? We had it at the Smith Center. Yep. Beautiful, um, like, art center. Yeah, I guess I'm asking because, like, you, when, you know, if you told people you went to Vegas, they would probably assume, in the Strip, what hotel? You know what I mean? Like, where right, did you, right. what hotel did you show it at on the Strip? But, so, if you do it at the Smith Center, I'd imagine it's more for locals of Vegas to shop you it know. to Vegas Strip. You have to shop shows like that. So uh-huh. you have to have a venue in order for yeah. to see it, you know. And so during this time, you're not only doing musical theater, you've appeared on Masters of Sex. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure. It was awesome. Uh, I... Yeah, it was great. They were super professional. There was, there was some nudity in my scene. Okay. Um, so that was fun. On your part? On everyone's part. Oh. Everyone, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? Great. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I guess coming from New York, I'm sure you did uh, like some work in New York. I've you... been naked on stage before. Yeah. yeah. I did that actually. In, uh... Interesting. How do you feel about that? Because I have strong opinions on it. Oh. I think it's like, I think it's just awful for storytelling because that instant you do that all the audience thinks about is oh that actor's naked and like and they start judging the actor and they forget about the story it can be useful i think it can be really useful and i can't help it if people are prudish i think that it's useful i don't think it has anything to do with prudish it definitely does listen if you're all like you're like like they're naked yeah they're naked (laughs) like let's all like yes yeah. But also, like, if you see a naked body for a couple of minutes and they're mm-hmm. walking around, you totally, it goes away. You, yeah, yeah. You adjust. Okay. And so a, a good, like, a good show, uh, you know, will mm-hmm. will prepare or just allow a time for an adjustment of the audience to when they're first like, oh, my God, they're right. naked, oh, my God. But I feel like that's so rare. Like, I feel like it's used for shock value. Like, I've never seen it done where it's, like, where you say, like, they work in the story so that there's time to adjust, you know? Yeah. I don't think I've I've ever experienced it. It's always just like for shock value or oh, to I've, I, don't I mean know, I've like seen a... some really really tasteful like beautiful nudity on like mm-hmm. like high level like Broadway stages that mm-hmm. you know if someone is naked and they're like emotionally naked. Like mm-hmm. the power in it is not that they're the body is naked but like you're like <gasps> Yeah. And when they're in front of you as opposed to on screen like when somebody is like raw like that and like yeah. completely nude or like mostly nude or whatever, it's it can be a real experience because you you feel that person like yeah. they're not very far from you. So I think it can be really powerful mm-hmm. if used with you know <laughs> tact and grace and yeah. 
thoughtfulness. Not, not for shock value. Yeah, yeah, for shock value is so dumb. It's just a body, like mm-hmm. you know. But to just tell a story, then I think it can mm-hmm. sometimes. That's true. You don't have to be like, ah, oh, let's get them all naked. Like, not necessary unless unless it helps the story. Yeah, unless it's powerful in some way. I guess I've just not seen enough. Well, keep your <laughs> eyes open, Andrew. I'm sure you'll get a lot more, you know, <laughs> nudity. <laughs> I think we found our title. <laughs> title of the episode. Perfect. So I got to work with that. That was fun. Yeah. And it turns out my partner in the scene worked on Eleonora, what? the Forgotten Princess. You um, wouldn't believe it. Todd Strike, yeah. He was my partner in Masters of Sex out of nowhere. I show up and I'm like, Todd? And we were like, Eleonora! <laughs> <laughs> and did you talk to him when you were on Eleonora? Cause uh, yes, he uh, had a speaking role. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I meant we spoke to each other. He was oh, on it. Oh, okay. He was there and we spoke. And so, we, yes. Anyway. Listen. Moving on from that. Listen, that day, that day was my big, like, costume makeup thing. Uh-huh. I had to sit in the makeup chair for an hour and a half during lunch. Like, I could not eat because we had to change me over and we only had so much time. It was a packed day. Yeah, you get you, like, an eye It wasn't drip. one of those days where you, like, kind of wander around, like, chat. It was not one of those days on set. It was a... You gotta work. Pedal the metal all from yeah. good morning. Well, get we, to work. We townspeople just sat there and froze. Uh, so cold in there. You not remember that? Nope. I don't remember the, any of that. <laughs> you probably on, had like a heater underneath. I was on high room. octane and then I had someone follow me around with a little heating fan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so anything else that I've... What else? I mean, you're just in a pilot. I yeah, I just Are you got allowed to talk about that? Yeah. I think so. Nobody told me I couldn't, so I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, like, some things you just signed, like, an NDA. I didn't, so I feel, like, cool about it. <laughs> I mean, if ABC is like, we will hunt you down. Yeah, I highly doubt ABC is going to be screening this podcast. I, th- I think that they'd be excited. They'd be like, yay, good for you. No one gives up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, so I did that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Sigmund is the lead in that series and she I don't know if you she's awesome mm-hmm. she's super badass I really like her just as a person you mean yeah, yeah. or as an actress as an actress really okay. like I didn't know if you meant like in the show she's a super badass she's in the show actually also a badass she's just all around badass Stephanie Sigmund yeah all around badass yeah I'm mean, gonna say hmm. she make business cards for like a well I get to say it <laughs> let's not go that far <laughs> Printing is. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had a scene with her, and that was cool. Nice. Yeah. And so during all of this, you've got this short film, Susie Sunshine. I do. Yeah, and... It's coming out soon. We're almost done. It's coming out soon. You got into some festivals. I produced yeah. it um, with my team, and I'm starring in it as Susie. Mm-hmm. And we've been working on it, or Chelsea and I, the writer-director, have been working on it for... For a year and a half now, I think. Mm-hmm. We started a year and a half ago. And developing this story. And she'd written it and brought it to me. And we started to work on it. And then we made it. Yeah. Well, I think feel like you skipped a big part of it. You, you uh, ran a successful Indiegogo campaign. Ah, yes. We did yeah. that. Yeah. And so, and that's... I feel like it's getting harder and harder now to do a successful Indiegogo campaign. It sounds... It seems like in the... You know, the market's a little saturated with that. Yeah. 
There's a real, there's a lot of work. That, there's so much work yeah. um, and <clears throat> research that we did. And like what? So much. Yeah. Uh, there, there are, you know, people whose jobs it is to, to build those campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talked to a couple of them. We didn't hire any of them because we didn't have any money yet. <laughs> so, picked, picked <laughs> um, and there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information mm-hmm. through Kickstarter or Indiegogo itself for both platforms. And there's also other yeah, platforms no, you can use. So we researched yeah. them as well to see if maybe that would be better for us. Yeah. Um, and none of us had done one before. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot to learn on what that meant. And it's really scary. It's really not very much fun to ask people for money. I'll tell yeah. you what. It's like not fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so what, what would you say was kind of the key to success for um, your campaign? We did a lot of planning, a lot of prep. We mm-hmm. did a lot of planning and prep before we started. Um, and then we followed the plan. Yeah. But you can't just jump in and start up because you only have your 30 days to raise. Mm-hmm. So you have to have your campaign or your ideas or the things you want to try all ready to go Mm -hmm. so that you can, you just, you work, it's an every, it's a, you know, it's a full-time gig. Once you start, you have to, anyone that responds, you have to post about it. It's like a constant thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really interesting to do. I, I I really don't want to do another one ever again. (laughs) Is that exhausting? It's, it's not only is it exhausting, but like emotionally it's, it's very it's very intense. I mean, uh-huh. you're asking for help and yeah. that's a really vulnerable place to be. Uh-huh. And you're asking for money, which can feel kind of interesting. Yeah. Especially now that pockets are so Yeah, You're asking for people's and... hard earned money yeah. for yourself. Yeah. For your project. And, um, you know, I stand behind my project. I'm really proud of it. I'm so like humbled by the people that, offered their money to us, you know, that, that helped us make this vision. Like that's, it's really powerful too, to, you know, to receive that. Mm-hmm. Um, people say here, you know, here's 20 bucks, here's a hundred bucks, here's $1. It's so much to receive. Cause you say, thank you. Like, I hope we make something beautiful for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't really know what we're doing exactly, but we're learning. And you know, it's, it's a lot to take in. And so, you know, and also, you know, a lot, almost so many people I know offered their support to me in this project. And that's, yeah. it's really powerful and, and a lot of responsibility <laughs> to do right by them, you yeah. know, because we went for 15000 and yeah. that's a lot of money. And, you know, there's, there's, you just, you have to honor what people are, are giving you and you have to honor <coughs> asking for your project because you think it's worth it. So it's a lot to do, I think. Um, and I, I would rather do that not like that again. <laughs> it's, it's stressful. Yeah. And then you're like asking your family and stuff, like asking everyone you know. Like it's it's really, it's, yeah. it's a I mean, sticky post, position. Posting on Facebook is even yeah. difficult just because just you don't want to bombard people's news feeds. Like. There, and that and some, all of that, all of that feeling of like, I, you know, I'm in your space and now I'm yeah. asking you for money again, like again today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like again, like next week, because actually you haven't, you ever know you guys support me, but you actually haven't given to my campaign what I really need is money. And I'm going to ask you again today, you know, that's yeah. intense. It's an intense thing. Um, but I'm really, 
I'm so touched by yeah. how, all the support that we got for this campaign. It was really, it's it's still really touching. Yeah, it's well, you mentioned special. in your video, like, even before that campaign, you did a bake sale, or oh, yard yeah. sale, okay. yard sale, and a drag show. We did a like... yard sale, we did a, a bingo at um, a drag queen bingo, we did... <laughs> We did a a dinner. We did a sit down dinner, yeah. and we like created a really nice dinner and organized that. Um, and so it's been going for a year. This whole process over or? a year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe a solid year and a half now. I think well, since the beginning, since the yeah. very beginning. And yeah, so we worked. We really just pulled up, like rolled up our sleeves, and. Mm-hmm. Got dirty with it. There's no other way. There's no other way to make a film. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> it just mean? requires a lot of that kind of gumption. Unless you're working in a studio, like even yeah. when you're working in a studio, like stuff goes wrong all the time, and you're like, ah, let's put it together with tape. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, I mean, you say like you don't want to do it again, but but what happens after Susie Sunshine, and you want to make your next project? Oh, like, I'm definitely. I mean, I'm working on a feature now. I'm working on a oh, that's great. a television show, and I'm working on a, another a sketch series. So I'm working on a lot of projects that yeah. I'm producing, and uh And you don't need the Indiegogo campaign for those. I don't think so. I don't think so. I okay. think we're going to go different on those projects. I think, okay. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, raising money is raising money, but yeah. But I'm learning how to do that, so I'm going to try and uh, do that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect with people who want to be a part of what I'm making. Gotcha. And Susie Sunshine is about um, women supplying energy. Mm-hmm. through their emotions yeah it's an it takes place in an alternate <laughs> world it's a sci-fi film so it's just you know like another version of our world mm-hmm. and they've they've come over the hump of the energy crisis and have found that some women and trained women that when they're trained in this way can, their emotions can be so strong that they can actually harvest those emotions and into power into literal like energy that they use to power homes and vehicles and lights turn on. So this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the the stories of Susie Sunshine who's a sunshine maker, and she's like the star sunshine maker, and she accidentally creates another type of energy. There are three types of energy, three types of women kind mm-hmm. of who create, um, who have this. Sunshine, Kindles, and electricians right? yeah. yeah so there's fire this electricity through like kind of thinking like heady like lots of like thought yeah and fire these passionate super passionate women no one knows how they do what they do mm-hmm. and then uh, sunshine makers with their joy they create light basically kind of and it's, it's uh, harvested by this one company so and all these women burn out obviously because they can't do that forever but they're paid really well they're super kind of like little celebrities in town like in town like all over mm-hmm. but then they their new crop comes up because like an nfl player you yeah. know like they they go it's a big <laughs> deal everyone's like yeah and then they can't do it for that yeah. long it's simply too hard on their bodies yeah. so Susie accidentally creates another type of energy and there's a fallout from is that. it a fourth type or one of the other two one of the other two. Oh. So. I was gonna be like, what's the force? Well, I Whoa. mean, this is a short film. <laughs> <laughs> so 
let's just, I don't Very know, Very good man. point. Very good point. And there's, there's a whole possibility of, there's a world of possibilities. Yeah. Before Are you video. leaving it open as like a kind of proof of concept so that it could pos- potentially extend into a We wanted feature? to make a piece that stands on its own. Gotcha. Um, that you can watch and enjoy. And absolutely, you could watch a lot more of it if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Would you... If asked, would you make more? Totally, yeah. totally. It's such yeah. a fun story. I mean, I I love this story. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice. great to make more of it. Um. So it's going. It's uh, you've gotten into a couple festivals, right? Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> well, we haven't finished the film, so we got in okay. on a rough cut. Okay. We got in on yep. a draft. I've so, experienced that. <laughs> yeah, which is real fun because we are we are screening our world premiere. Our is in um, is at LA Live downtown March twenty fifth at eight p.m. That's our first screening for anyone ever. And and which festival is that? Is that the that's LA at film? the LA International Women? Women's Film Festival? Women's, okay. Yeah, cool. and so that's super exciting. And we open that that um, set. We're showing at eight p.m. for sure. Gotcha. So, like, so you're the first of like a shorts program. Yeah. Cool. So that's super ex- eight o'clock so you can on a Friday watch it night. And then leave if you want to. Sure. <laughs> Come on by. <laughs> no, please stay for the other films. Oh yes. No, Obviously. you should definitely stay for the other films. They look actually really interesting. I'm excited mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. But it's it's we're stoked. We're so super stoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that'll be our first time. But we're not quite done actually. So uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a you know. Uh, it's gonna be a quick finish. We're working around the clock right now to s- just stitch it up. It's almost there. Yeah. Um, but I think we have the final mix next Friday. Awesome. This Friday. Hey. This Friday? Oh, oh, this Friday! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So we're almost done. Cool. But it's all coming together, and we got into another festival. But I'm not supposed to like uh, say so until the 16th. Okay. So everybody, stay tuned to. Jess's Twitter. Yes! <laughs> for the 16th. Yeah, come with the Howl I Roll, and I'll, I'll let you know in the 16th. I'm super excited, but they can't, they won't let us tell anyone yet. Um, That's okay. And then we'll know. But the rest, once the film is done, we'll be submitting yeah. to the rest. Nice. So that's exciting. Well, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited to share this film. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned in your video that you had a great design team before you even started the campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. So were those people who just committed to the project and would work on it once you had the funds? Yes. Or? Yeah. It was the only way because we needed to build a new world, mm-hmm. like a whole new, a new universe. Yeah. And that just requires a lot of imagination and a lot of time to yeah. kind of all come It just together. seems rare that people would do that, I feel like, in my experience, that they would, they, I feel like they would go get the funds first and then I'll do it you know what i mean sure but we're artists you know if yeah. you're into it you're into it i guess it. you just found the right people we it's... did and and it was a re- it's a really cool concept and mm-hmm. we were offering them uh, our artists like uh carte blanche you know it's mm-hmm. like d- whatever you want we're on board like this are, there's these are the ideas but like we want you to bring you to this project so like what can you add you know and mm-hmm. so as a as a creator that's it's exciting yeah. We're not saying like you need to be like this and needs to be like this and like no like like join us on this process. Let's spend a couple of months, mm-hmm. you know, throwing around ideas and. So what you're saying is, is that, in your in your experience with Susie Sunshine, it sounds like creativity was a form of currency, in uh, in putting the team together in that a like, little bit, yeah. In in that like because uh, 
I mean, like you said, with raising money, it's so hard asking for money and, and everybody needs it. You know, everybody wants to pay rent. Yeah. And as artists, it's, you know, the, it's almost like you sacrifice like your creativity to take money right. sometimes. Yeah. And that's most times. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So yeah, we were offering a real creative place. Like it wasn't like yeah. a, it wasn't a, a story that happens in somebody's kitchen where you're like are designing a living room or yeah. you're designing like street clothes for people to wear. Like this was way, way next level for, this is a whole new universe. So we're like asking them to engage in their imaginations in a really wild way, you know, and that's really exciting and it was exciting for us mm-hmm. so that, yeah, that's what we had to offer at the beginning, you know, and we're trying to, you know, it's hard asking people to work for less than they're worth or a stipend yeah. or, you know, and we didn't have very much money and we, we made it with like squeezing, like wringing out nickels. Like that's how we made this film. <laughs> like every drop was used somehow, um, with nothing to spare. <laughs> so, uh, that's just a line you have to kind of work with and that you learn about as a producer. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, the invitation was like, come build a, a whole new world with us. Do you want to? Do you want to do that? Do you have any time? Do you yeah. feel like that might be fun for you? <laughs> if you think that might be fun for you, then like, we'll you know we'll put the funds behind it to make it if we can. Yeah, that was the idea. That's great. Yeah. Well, congrats again. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing Susie Sunshine. It looks and really I- pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really pretty. Cool. Um, and I believe you said at Howl I Roll. That's right. That's Twitter. my Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, be be sure to follow her to stay tuned. And I mean, I guess thanks for coming and stopping by and chatting. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody check out Susie Sunshine at the LA Women's International Film Festival. Yes. On March 25th. Yes. 8 p.m. Yes. LA Live downtown. <laughs> yes. This will be fun. I know. I'm really excited. <laughs> and stay tuned for another screening at another festival. Yes. Be announced. If we're screening near you, it's going to be an exciting time. We hope that we'll be in LA a few more times as well. So. Cute. If right. you can't miss it, you can come on out another time. But really come out this time because it's going to be so exciting because it's the first <laughs> time anyone's seen it. And we had, uh, you know, we had over 70 people on set our last day. Uh-huh. Of people who have worked on this film. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's just the last day. So it's it should be really exciting to share, at least with them. Great. Cool. Well, all that's left is the sign-off. Sidekick Back Radio. <laughs> and then you laughed at me. <laughs> that's, what, that's how you do it. So people will laugh at you.